What is up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome into Annie Up, presented by Fantasy Alarm. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And uh, Adam Ronis, more like Adam Gronis, right? How annoying was, uh, was, was fantasy baseball and DFS baseball on uh on on tuesday night it was like a, a disaster wrapped up in a in a nightmare and uh and it tucked you away uh with a nice sweet little kick to the balls afterwards yeah definitely felt that way josh lindblom i have in a lot of season-long leagues thought he was a good dfs play pitching pretty well he exits with a trainer that's been the common theme uh, more guys getting injured. Alex Wood going on the injured list. Miles Michaelis on the injured list. That shouldn't be a surprise, even though we knew he had an injury back in February, March, and it wasn't good. So if you drafted him, I think that one is your fault. But uh, the thing that is puzzling me here is what, where the hell is Taylor Rogers, man? The guy hasn't pitched this year for the Twins. They have a 6-3 lead in the ninth inning, and Sergio Romo comes in to get the save. I mean, it cannot be that it was righties because if that was the case, why didn't you pitch Rodgers in the eighth? I mean, we've had several games already this year, and we have not seen Rodgers yet. So I just don't know what the hell's going on. And uh, we'll probably find out something crazy tomorrow or late in the night on Tuesday night. But it's just frustrating, man, because we don't even know what's going on. And then we sit here and we're like, oh, does he have COVID? Is he hurt? It's just crazy. And the same thing happened the other day. The Braves had a safe situation. Where's Mark Melanson? We found out after he's dealing with a back issue. These are things with beat reporters at the clubhouse. We would know. I've been through this situation. They open the clubhouse 233 and reporters have to write an early story. And they go in there. They talk to the manager and they find these stories. And we know, hey, this guy's not available today. We're not getting that information right now. And we're going to be dealing with this in in football, too. So it's something that we have to get used to, but it's extremely frustrating. So we're not we're not only dealing with guys getting injured and going on the injured list. We're dealing with COVID-19. You know, anytime a player is scratched or sick, oh, my God, is he okay? And it's just insane. And I truly believe that this ramp up period so quickly is leading to some of these injuries, especially for pitchers. Pitchers do get hurt a lot, but we don't see this happen in the first five days of the season this many guys going down they're just not ramped up man no they're not ramped up they've been stopping it you know they started then they stopped they started i mean I, you know i think a lot of people forget baseball players are, are serious creatures of habit i mean serious creatures of habit i'm not even talking about like you know nomar garcia para ocd with the with the wrist guards and the velcro i'm talking about uh that these guys throw every day same time these guys you know, wake up, eat every day, same time. Uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things when you when you realize, uh, you know, there there are certain guys who just don't perform well during day games because everybody's been conditioned for night games for so long that you uh, that you start to see that. And so, you know, to take them off of their, you know, their their regiment and their schedule, uh, really just obviously it, it messed a, a whole bunch of stuff up, and it's stuff that. You know, yeah, we can see, you know, early season when there are injuries. But, uh, dude, I think you nailed it right on the head. Um, I mean, I have never, ever, ever felt so disconnected to an MLB season um, that I do right now. I mean, I I felt completely disconnected at summer camp, uh, really trying to find all that information. I mean, it's amazing how reliant we are on all the information that comes through. We can piss on beat writers, uh, you know, all the time for the fluff pieces that they do. But bottom line is, is that we get, you know, so much information now uh, that we are, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say we're flying blind, but I mean, it's, it's a lot tougher uh, to break down certain things and to understand why moves are happening and aren't happening. Yeah, it really is difficult. And look, we knew it was going to be a frustrating season. We talked about this a lot on our Fantasy Alarm live streams. And I said throughout it, look, just have fun. Well, I told you I wasn't going to take my advice if I wasn't winning. And it's not even it's not even winning or losing right now. That's the thing, because it's the standings are it's early in the year. The standings move, uh, you know, day by day. So it's not even that. Um, it's a lot of injuries. Wow. Astros, Dodgers, man. Uh, 
getting chippy, which we knew was going to happen because Joe Kelly hit Alex Bregman and the bench is empty between innings. Ah, look at but that. Th- you knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I thought it would happen a little earlier in the game, but I mean, I guess right now uh, with the Dodgers up uh, five to two at the time that we're recording this, um, it is, uh, I mean, if the Dodgers want to, you know, make their move, you know, Jim Bowden put it best. He was like, the, the, the Dodgers genuinely feel like the Astros walked into their house and like stole their stuff. Like that's how they that's how they feel about uh, the whole situation. So we kind of expected something. I thought it might go down a little bit on the early side, but I guess you know to keep Walker Bueller uh, in the game for as long as they could, uh, they didn't do it. But now, I mean, you know, you get a scrub on the mound and you got a three three run lead in the seventh. Why not? Now it's time. Yeah, man. I mean. I thought the Dodgers were one of my picks tonight for wager alarm. I just felt like uh, Walker Bueller was going, even though we knew we'd be on a pitch count. The problem is the Astros right now. If you look at that bullpen, it's in shambles. Ryan Presley is dealing with an elbow issue. Chris Davinsky. I mean, they basically showed a graphic that I think the only player in the bullpen, I think with more than a year experience for the Astros is Roberto Osuna. Um, and they they have a lot of issues. So I felt the Dodgers were going to be fired up. They would come in here, get to the bullpen early. Framber Valdez was on the mound. He's had major command issues. I mean, it's still a close game, uh, five to two. But yeah, Joe Kelly definitely uh, woke the Astros up a little bit, which uh, might maybe turn out to be a bad thing. Um, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, I mean, look, the Dodgers were pissed. I mean, they talked openly about it, and you could understand it. You know, it's like anything. If you found out like you were in a league and the commissioner cheated after. Right. You know, you'd be pissed. Right. Yeah, of course I'd be pissed. Listen, I'm not going to begrudge the Dodgers from from exacting a little bit of revenge here. Uh, you know, we, we expected it. I, I think the Astros got off incredibly light with COVID. I think that, you know, that the, the no fans in there. I mean, I think that it's really, you know, with all the health and safety protocols, uh, you know, the Dodgers can throw at you. And I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to. You know, are you are we're, we're going to sit here and have like a you know the the Marlins are in this huge COVID outbreak and now team you know benches are going to clear and these guys are going to get into it. I think that's uh not so not so bueno. Yeah, and I think I forgot what the exact specific rule is. I mean, they said that they couldn't, right? I mean, but that's I bet you there would have been if we didn't have COVID nineteen. I bet you there would have been punches thrown here. There's oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind. If we are you kidding? Punches would have been thrown in the in the first inning. If there wasn't, if this wasn't COVID, if this wasn't the shortened season, and you had fans in the stands, and you know, I mean, please, if I were, I would have been Dave Roberts, and I would have said, okay, you know what, for the home opener, I'm gonna go with an opener, a guy who I kind of feel is just an expendable arm, and I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now, and you know, that's it, just plunk the first guy. Make it happen. You guys want to brawl? All right, we can brawl and uh, and, and leave it at that. But, I mean, in the time of COVID, I think they're, they're again, they're getting a break. They're not going to have to fight. They can they can use it as a legitimate excuse to be like, well, we can't fight. So we can't protect ourselves now, and the Dodgers are headhunting. Well, I guess Dave Roberts said before the game he didn't believe his team would retaliate. <laughs> I guess he doesn't know his team very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he winking and nudging, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge at the uh, uh, at the camera when he was saying that? I mean, come on. But what, what, what did the Astros expect, though? I mean, come on. You knew that th- this was going to happen this year. We all talked about it. We said with no fans that – the Astros caught a huge break here. Huge. They were going to hear it in every single park. There were going to be garbage cans, signs, booing. We knew that this was going to happen. And they, we, because I think some people actually did for fantasy start downgrading some of the guys. And then I think when we knew it was no fans, um, I didn't really downgrade them much even before that. I just wasn't as high in Alex Bregman. I, I thought last year was like a career year. I've actually never been a big Jose Altuve guy. I've obviously been wrong on that for a few years. Um, but, I mean, obviously the Astros are a great team. But they caught a huge break here by having no fans. Huge. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're totally getting off easy, which is why, okay, you know, listen, I, again, I thought this might happen a little earlier. Uh, do it. You know, exact the revenge. Do whatever you got to do. Try not to headhunt. 
Um, you know, that's that's the problem. The funny thing, right? Joe Kelly, wasn't he the guy who uh during COVID he was setting up the uh he was throwing in his backyard and <laughs> and he immediately threw it wide while on camera and uh and broke the window in his house. Was that was that him? I think it was Joe Kelly. Okay. Well, you know what's strange is that so Joe Kelly wasn't on that Dodgers team, but he was on the Red Sox team that year that lost to them. So yeah, he's been he's been dying for this. He's been waiting for. He's had it circled on the calendar. Oh my! Yeah. God. So he struck out Correa, and then he kind of mocked and made like a a gesture towards him, and I guess that's when uh, things took off. But uh, yeah, he threw a ninety-six mile per hour fastball at Bregman. Man, hit him in the shoulder. Boom. I mean, again, if you're the Astros, you have to expect it. Yeah. I mean, if you're Altuve, if you're Bregman. Um, you know, any of the veterans there, Correa, Springer, you have to expect that it's going to happen there. And, you know, listen, again, I'm, I mean, I fight with people on this constantly. I'm, I'm not for the headhunting. You want to hit somebody to make a point, make a statement. Okay, go ahead, do it. Throw a, you know, a, a 72 mile an hour curveball. Throw an 80 mile an hour change up and hit him in the ass, you know, hit him in the leg, hit him in the hip. But you know, keep the ball down and fine. And if you if you do it that way, then I'm I'm fine with you making the statement. I say that, dude. And you know how many people sit there and piss and moan and whine and cry? Oh, head hunting. Uh, batter's allowed to express himself and this that. You know, it's like all the you know. I say something about hitting a guy, and all the bat flip proponents in the world uh, jump all over my ass and like yell at me for uh, being an old stodgy old coot. Well, they're not wrong about that. Well, I mean, if they're putting it and trying to put it in baseball terms, they're wrong about it. Well, yeah, but I'm saying you being old and grouchy is absolutely accurate. So I have no problem with that. Where, where if we're drawing the argument, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> the basis of the argument is different. That's what I'm saying. Ah, well, you know, whatever happened to respect your elders, right? I'm older than I you. Mean, I- I, I agree. I, I didn't disrespect you there. I made an accurate assessment. That's not being disrespectful. Well, I mean, you know, accurate assessment, that's pretty subjective right there. That's not, you know. All right. Well, we can put a vote. I could put a poll out and we'll see. Well, then again, you have your like hardcore backers who are going to just vote in your favor. So I have to think twice about this. Right. You know, no, it's, it's amazing how yeah. personable I can be, isn't it? Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know how to butter people up sometimes. <laughs> you know what though? The problem is that it's all genuine. It's all genuine. Genuinely deep down. I'm a nice guy. I'm just nicer to, I'm nicer Certain to people. people who use common sense, who have a brain in their head. Those are the people. There's not who, many people like that. I know, which is why I hate most people. And then <laughs> everybody kind of just assumes I'm a misanthrope. Dude, we are the majority. Oh, let me, I want to ask you an opinion. So I was on a date with this girl first time, right? And I am myself. I don't say things to get into good graces with someone. And we were having a discussion. And I said, most people in this world are horrible, right? Or something like that. Not Maybe not horrible, but basically what you were saying before and i truly believe it and she was like oh i don't think so i think a lot most people are good people i'm like really what world do you live in can i right i would have been like i rest my case done (laughs) it's not true at all and i was like i don't know if that is something that uh turned her off but i was just like she was like oh i disagree most people are good and i'm like really and i'm like you must live in a small bubble because Maybe she was in the NBA bubble without the NBA players. I don't know, but I disagree. I mean, you you come across. I guess it's also who you interact with, and there's there's a lot of good people. Don't get me wrong, but you see the things that go on in this world and the stories of people we don't know, and you hear stories from friends and friends and family. There's a lot of bad people. Not even bad, but like you said, lack common sense. The decisions I see people make all the time, and not that I'm perfect and make the correct decision all the time. I've always said. The best thing in life is to learn from other people's mistakes. You clearly have to learn from your own, but I've always tried to learn from other people. I see what they do wrong. Like, all right, don't don't get in that position. But there's people who lack common sense. And some of the conversations I have with people that I meet, I it just boggles my mind. And it's and it's herd mentality too. That's the problem. There are 
Listen, I, I hate to say this. There, there are more stupid people in this world than there are smart people. No that, question. That, and and it's the not even pro- close. And the problem is, and there you go. That's the inherent problem with a, living in a democracy where majority rules, because the majority of people are stupid. And that's. I'm sorry. That's just. That's that's the way it is. That's the way the world has always been. Like I don't even give a shit. I'm not talking about you know politics and you know Republicans versus Democrats because oh no yeah I, everybody I'm, I'm, sucks, I'm, dude. Everybody's a yeah, moron. That's that's what does. That's what most people don't understand. Like these people get into vehement arguments about Democrats, Republicans. Like they don't care what is said on either side. They have their allegiance and they go with it. And it's like, do you realize you guys are both being manipulated on both sides? Like you just lit and. You just listen to everything that's thrown out in the media and you buy into it without doing your own research and digging deep. And they know this, which is why we're in shambles right now, because they know how easily people are susceptible to messages. So it's 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 a mess. It really is. Um, It's a horror show. <laughs> and you know what? And, and you always want to like you know, want to take your solace in like uh, the stability of a beautiful baseball season. And then look, that we can't even get that now either. Like you know, the one thing that we kind of want that you know, it's like, come on, please, just you know. Look, you know me. I don't make excuses, and I get pissed at people who make excuses in fantasy in a real season. But I said this before the year, and you know this. Yeah. I said if there's any year that I can finish in last place, it's going to be this year in baseball. And I have always said I will never finish last because I'll never abandon my team. I will always make pickups. I will always set a lineup. But I already have one team that has three pitchers that are hurt, guys getting scratched, and I'm still not going to finish last. But if it does happen, like I said, it's this year. But I knew this was going to be a shit show. I just knew it, and it is so far. I mean, guys are leaving every day with injuries. Guys are getting scratched, and – the worst part about this is, too, is there are still some weekly leagues, you know, and oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tout I mean, labor FSGA. I'm oh, locked start, in. Don't get me started on labor, bro. Dude, 11 I'm... days for a freaking scoring period. Guys, <laughs> wake up. Make adjustments, man. You're living in a time of a pandemic. 11 days. We Really? You couldn't separate it? My, I had no I had no idea until last week when I went to set my lineup and I was like, what? And then no waivers this past week. Yeah. No waivers. <laughs> I mean, it saved me time. I was busy with as hell on Fab on Sunday. It took me hours, but it's just mind-boggling, man. And look, this is basically a mulligan this season. You just do the best you can, but yeah. it's not a measurement of how good or bad you are. You're going to see some really good players this year just finish near the bottom, and you're going to be like, wait, that guy always does well. Why is he near the bottom? Well, welcome to 2020. And look. You still have, DFS is still fine. You know, for the most part, DFS is fine. You're going to have your guys get hurt or leave the game early. The problem now is these guys are on a pitch count and they're going to leave the game early. So that's a little frustrating. But DFS, we have the lineups. We did get Bo Bichette scratched right before the start of the game on Monday. And that's going to happen a little bit more frequently. But we still have that. We still have sports wagering. So there's still plenty to do. Uh, but if you did do seasonal leagues, it's going to be an awfully frustrating, bumpy ride. And we just have to do the best we can. But Look, we're sitting here, what, five days into the season? Like, I'm I'm, I'm mad every night. I want to know where the hell Tyler Rogers is, man. Where the hell is this guy? Stick him on a milk carton. Where is he? Oh, my oh. God. Well, please, uh, you know, I, I know the lo- the whereabouts of everybody on my rosters. And, and unfortunately, I know the whereabouts of everybody on my rosters. And, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the DFS aspect of it a lot more. And, you know, listen, I've always been more of a seasonal guy than a DFS guy. I've, you know, it's just the way I, I, I came up, but, you know, I've embraced uh, DFS over the years and, you know, and I've become, you know, a solid cash game player. Um, but now it's like, I'm looking at all this right now and I'm like, man, if, if I didn't have DFS, I think I would lose my freaking mind. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. I mean, and I, and I have some season long teams that are like first, second place. And I just think this whole thing it's so this is because someone was like, Oh, you're just complaining because it's not working out for you has nothing to do with that. I try to be fair in everything. When I assess things, it it's not personal. I mean, the whole 11 day scoring period is stupid. I, I mean, I didn't check today, but I was like near the top of that league. So it's not like it's affecting me. It's just not right, man. 11 days? I mean, it's bad enough that some leagues are going to have to do weekly. 
this is this was the year to do daily. Now, I was commissioner of a league where we drafted in March, and we did it as a weekly league because we patterned that league after the NFBC, which is a weekly league, even though they do let you make changes for offensive players on Friday. So the lineup is Monday through Thursday for bats, Friday through Sunday. But I didn't think it was right to change from a weekly to a daily when we drafted under weekly rules yeah you know so i i kind of look back and wish i at least put it up for vote because it's horrible i mean this week's the perfect example there are some people you can tell me well the marlins didn't play a game that you could take them out i had leagues where i can't take the marlins out you know why i don't have any options on my bench all the guys who could have been replacements for the marlins the phillies and those teams that didn't play yet this week the yankees they already played on monday i can't make those changes i mean this this is the point is that in a pandemic, we're going to have unforeseen circumstances. The Marlins are not playing all week. The Phillies are not playing for a couple days. The Nationals are not playing this weekend. I mean, these are things that don't happen. Don't tell me rainouts and postponements. No one gets rained out for the entire week. So these are unforeseen circumstances where we need to adjust. And the look at football commissioners have to look at this now. And I know it's a different sport and it's weekly, but... Football commissioners take note of everything that's going on and make sure you cover these things in your league, whether it's expanding the draft and adding a couple of rounds, adding IR spots, because football is going to encounter these problems too. Yeah, football is, uh, that's that's going to be an interesting one to say the least. I mean, you know, just all over the news today uh, or on uh, on Tuesday was everything about the NFL players dropping out uh, or opting out, what, nine different Patriots? Uh, have oh, all... is it up to nine? I thought it was six. Uh, I think it was up to nine. Nine Patriots, wow. I think. Uh... Yeah, we haven't really seen any significant fantasy players yet, right? Uh, it was a lot of def- defensive players. Right, um, but I mean... I let's... Offensive linemen, too, which are important for fantasy. Yeah, and defensive linemen, too. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Star... Uh... I can't say his last name. Latale from Buffalo. Latale or something? I don't know. The Hawaiian dude. I only call him Tua. Can you say his last name? Oh, Tagliobola? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm just I don't, am I saying it right? I don't know. We all know who, who uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we say to it. We all know who we're talking the, the about. Whole, so yeah. that's what we need to do. Listen, I'll, you know what? They're, I'm going to end up getting like, you know, killed for racism, but I'll be like, you know, the Hawaiian quarterback, that guy. I don't know. Can we even say that out? The world is very sensitive, Howard. Very you got to be sensitive. very careful what you say. All right. I won't say that anymore. We, right. we grew up in such a different environment. We just made fun of each other, of everyone. Everyone was cool about it. Now, forget it. You can't. You got to watch every damn word you say. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Uh, do, do you remember, um, I mean, have you, you ever watched uh, Jim Gaffigan? A little bit. Not a lot. So Jim Gaffigan was doing a whole bit on that. He was like, uh, he was telling a story um, about what it was like for him when he was growing up. And I think he was telling his his children this story. He's like in the kitchen. He's telling them the whole story. Uh, and it like, you know, it fades back to... Uh, you know, the, the time you see like him as, as a kid with his brother and, and whatever. And then the whole thing comes out and, uh, and, and the little, little kids that turn to him and they're like, why did you guys always call each other a bundle of sticks? <laughs> right. So you know what it is and it's, you know, it, it was the way of saying it without it, but I mean, it was like, yeah, you know, it was like, it was, it was crazy. Cause it didn't mean, you know, I mean, I, you can't really say that it didn't, you know, you didn't know as a child. You didn't, you know, no, if nobody taught you that that was hate speech, then, you know, you and your friends would like rag on each other. Same oh, yeah, things. we did it all the time. I mean, if those conversations now, if they were public, oh, my God, we would get roasted. <coughs> but you know what I learned? I, I figured this out. You know what we are right now? We are that little old gr- racist grandma at like Thanksgiving. You know, we're like the little old lady who says all sorts of inappropriate things because that's just the time that we grew up in. Like, that's us now. We've become the little old racist people in the uh, at grandma's. You think so? I do. Are you kidding? Have you ever had to try to have a conversation with somebody who wants to explain to you about gender fluid speech? I have not. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not laughing. I'm actually coughing because I'm I'm choking to death over here. But... Oh man, I hope you're all right, man. Did you get tested for COVID? Oh. <laughs> it's 
It's a dry cough, right? That's that's a sign. Is that I'm a little. I don't know. That's now. that's what everyone thinks now. You can't even be sick. It's like I'm walking, and then some guy puts on his mask and starts coughing. I'm like, oh no, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then like I'll sneeze, and I'm like, oh no, wait, I do have allergies, now, so maybe it's that. That's. We overreact to every little single thing now. Uh, it's like someone sneezes, they cough. Oh my God, run! My my wife is, you know, she's OCD. I've got some some OCD, like very minor, but my wife has it, you know, hardcore. And so, like everything, you know, she's like somebody who like lives on WebMD, um, and she just, you know, it's everything that happens, even with with like the dogs. Oh, she's like, you see Julius? He didn't want to eat his food. He seems like his <laughs> face is a little warm and whatever. I'm like, he's probably got the COVID. And she's like, don't laugh. Dogs can get that, you know. It didn't No. Uh, what what happened with a squirrel a few weeks ago? I tweeted it out. Oh, no. It said the, oh, it it had had the plague. Like some, the plague. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be kidding me now. Like the 2020 headlines are going to be one for the record books, man. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, what a, what a, and there wasn't there an animal that, that they said had COVID nineteen too several weeks ago. What yes. animal was it? Was thought, it a dog? I, I thought it was a dog. I yeah, I think was. it was. Yeah, unbelievable, man. <sighs> We're done. We're done. That's so. it, man. This is this is Thanos snapping his fingers right now. <laughs> Just we. Yeah, now. you know what? I kind of, that's I. You know that's what I use to rationalize when I'm eating bad food. Like I'm like, you know what? This thing could end any day now. I've been trying to eat better. You know what? I'm going to eat that that hot dog. F it, man. Because what if I don't want to regret not eating some good food on my final days. So I use that to rationalize eating a little bit worse than I have recently. Uh, see, and that's that. But see, the bonus part is because you're in good shape. I'm I'm a fat well, son of a bitch right now. See, and so I can't, I, I can't that's justify it. Though. See, everyone thinks because I'm slim that, oh, yeah, everything's great. I had high cholesterol for like five straight years. Finally, my last physical, they said everything was fine. But that doesn't mean, all right, you're good now. Start sucking down some oil and eating fried foods. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can just go back up easily. But yeah, I'm relatively pretty, I think, good shape. I, I walk three to four miles a day. I play softball once a week. All right, nobody uh, likes a braggart, dude. All right, I don't want to I'm hear not it. bragging. You know, <laughs> can you eat as many donuts as I can? No, you can't. All right. No, probably not. Well, how many donuts can you eat? Oh, please. It's donuts. I mean, it's 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 mostly air anyway. I don't want all that sugar, man. I really try to cut sugar out. So, yeah, you could probably uh, eat a lot more donuts than me. But like I told you, people may have not heard on this podcast. Maybe they missed the uh, fantasy alarm live streams that we had. But Howard is a guy who basically says, yeah. I don't care if I go tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And I don't know if he's serious or not, but that tells me Bender's going to live forever. And I said he's going <laughs> to live till 90. He doesn't want to, he says, but it's going to happen. It's people like that that just wind up uh, getting fortunate and living for a long time. So you heard it here. Howard Bender's going to live till 90 years old. No, Howard Bender won't. Like Howard Bender will off himself before 90 years old. I don't want to be that guy. I don't. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I just, you just See, I you just gave perfect ammunition to your enemies. Someone is going to now take you out and then say, "Well, the guy did say on the Annie Up podcast that he was going to take his life one day. It probably got so bad that he did." Oh, so somebody's going to come and kill me? They might if you have a real enemy out there and they're listening. All right, well, if you're an enemy of mine and, and you're listening right now, just don't make it painful. Just, you know, I mean, don't, I don't want, I, you know, I don't need to like be beaten to death or, you know, curb stomped until I, you know, I, I'm unconscious. Uh, I think, you know, just, I think you need therapy right now. You're like, you really would be okay with just being gone tomorrow? Yeah. I mean, I'd feel bad for my wife. I can't believe you, man. I'd feel bad for to, my I life. think we have to make this a therapy podcast now. We got to see what's going on here. We can here. make it a therapy podcast. Listen, dude, I got to be honest with you. I've had a fantastic life. I've had some great highs and some great lows. Um, I've, you know, I've, I feel like I've hit rock bottom and seen what it's like. Um, and then I've had like, you know, just amazing euphoric moments. So, I mean, yeah, that's, and there's that's things the that ride. You get to see. 
There's things you've yet to see. I'm sure there's places you want to travel. You haven't seen the Jets win a Super Bowl, my man. Yeah, well, and I'll, you know, nobody's ever going to see that ever again, dude. <laughs> well, I have to, I have to baby, outlive. You got a better shot. I have to outlive Joe Namath in order to to get to see the Jets win a Super Bowl because we all know that Joe sold his soul to the devil, and the devil was like, "All right, Joe, listen. For as long as you're on the earth, though, Jets are never going to win again." And Joe's like, "Yeah, I'm cool with that. That's fine." I'm great. And uh, and so Joe wins the Super Bowl. Uh, he's revered. He's, you know, the, the most average quarterback and like, you know, who's revered like a god and uh, and and all of that. And so so and I have to outlive him. Have you seen how leathered his skin is right now? That dude is like one giant preservative. There's no way he's going. And I, I can't wait for that. Okay, there ha- it seems to me, though, that you're not really a, a person that really likes to travel and see other places. Is that, am I correct on that? I love seeing new places. I do, I do. You know what I hate? I hate the process of getting there. If you can teleport me, I'm all in. I'll go wherever well, I have to Well, if you live to, to 90, world. you might be able to teleport. Well, see, again, if, you, if, if there is some sort of teleporting scientists out there right now who want to... You know, a test subject. I'll be your test subject. You can you can use me uh, because I would rather do that than have to like go to the airport right now. Could you imagine what an airport is like right now? I I wouldn't even. I'm 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 nauseous thinking about how filthy an airport is overall. And now here in the time of COVID, masks or no mask, you're done if you're not like walking through the airport in a freaking hazmat suit. I don't know what to tell you. Lisa Ann went to the airport about a month ago, and I was surprised because I thought I was like, what? And she said it wasn't that bad. Now, it was a month ago. She went to L.A., and I was surprised myself. I debated potentially going somewhere before sports started up. I was thinking about visiting my sister in Colorado, but obviously I didn't do it. And with sports here, I'm not leaving anytime soon. So... Uh, but I kind of thought about it, but then I said, you know what? It's probably best not to do it. And she has two kids. So I don't even know if she would have let me, I might've told her, Hey, I'm coming. She'd be like, what? No, you're not. You're coming from Jersey and New York. Nah, sorry. You're not coming here. Uh, Even though our New Jersey, New York right now is probably one of the better spots. Uh, that's because they barely have opened up, but yeah, I debated thinking about it, but in, you're right. In general, the whole airport thing is such a pain. That's the worst part about traveling is you got to get there early, go through the line, security and all that stuff. And then if you're going somewhere far, the flight, you know, I went to Europe for the first time last year and, you know, that's a oh, long flight. Right? How so. long of a flight was that? That was just, that was the worst. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, man, uh, long flights, Europeans on long flights, they have no problem like standing up, walking around, like talking to other people and stuff like that. I was like, was this family time? I was like, get in your freaking seat, dude. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh, jeez. Um, I just I guess I just had a whole bunch of rude European people on my the, the last time I was there. Yeah, go ahead. Alienate alienate another portion of our audience. Well, but see good. here, like that's We're the thing. We're big in Europe, man. I man, hate everybody, so Europeans can't get offended. I hate Europeans as much as I hate Americans. I hate any human being who is discourteous to his fel- his or her fellow man or woman. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I I I tend to think that I am a very amenable person. I am not. You know, if, if, if you meet me and you ask a favor or whatever, if it's something that I can do, I'll probably do it. I'm okay with that. But like when the stupidity just piles up more and more, Adam, I can't, I can't do it. There's, there's no, there's no reason for this. I'm, I'm turning 50 this year, dude. I shouldn't have to deal with this nonsense anymore. No, I don't blame you, man. You're, you're right. There's a lot of uh, people out there that just... I've always said it. There's a lot of people that make life much tougher than it needs to be. It's very profound. It's true, though. Like, people make everything so complex. I see it all the time. And one thing that I try to do when I work with people, I try to make life easy for everyone. I don't try to create drama. I just try to make it easy. People Let everyone do their job, you know? And the stories I hear from, like, producers that have to deal with hosts, I'm amazed because, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not that way. I mean, they can speak on it, but I try to make life easy for everyone. And, you know, you've worked with many different people across different jobs. And 
people make things much more difficult than it needs to be. People make things a lot more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> it's very, you know, it's so funny. You sit there and there's a, a principle um, called Occam's Razor, which uh, is basically all it says is that sometimes it's the simplest answer, which is the right one to your question. And then now people like overthink everything and overdo everything and stuff like that. And, you know, you're, you're not paying attention to what's right in front of you. And it's, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and that, that creates more drama. And I mean, but, you know, there are so many people that who just thrive on the chaos right now, thrive on the chaos. And uh, and yeah, that's just uh, <laughs> that's just not my bag, man. I mean, oh, why can't we all just. You know, I'll pay attention to what's going on on my side of the fence. You pay attention to what's going on on your side of the fence. And we don't, you know, we don't disrupt each other. We're courteous to each other. What's It's so hard to be courteous to the person next to you. Yeah, it is. It's uh, and, and don't ever expect it to happen. It's only going to get worse, as we have seen. So there you go. So 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 you're saying basically you agree. With so you hate the world as much as I do. Uh not maybe not as much as you you seem maybe it's just a bad day for you but no i do think there's a lot of people out there that just lack common sense and just make things way more difficult than they need to be just simple things you could just go into a star or a restaurant i mean obviously you can't go into it just observe things and you see things every day like a customer arguing with someone at the register someone arguing with a waiter and it's just like i always observe i like to observe people and I just sit there. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Even in my building, <laughs> yeah, you know, just seeing someone talk to the security at the desk or the building manager. And it's just crazy. Like, like this is way too complex. It could be so much easier, but you're just being a difficult person to deal with or you lack common sense. And it happens all the time. You know what? I, I live for the moments, though, where, like, you see somebody who's like, you know, making things more difficult and being discourteous and everything when the, there's like another party there who's witnessing the same thing and you guys like lock eyes. Right. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> right, right. You, you kind of give that look and you shake your head. This and guy you, you right give a here. Smile and you know what it, what it's about. It's unbelievable. Like those are the moments I kill for. Oh, my Lord. Well, I mean, listen, sometimes, you know, podcasts are just about venting frustration. And that's basically what we got going on here today. I, yeah, just to, to spin it back to, to some sports here. Dude, what the hell's up with the Red Sox? All right. Like, how do, how do they let Peterson? I mean, no offense to, to Peterson and the Mets here, Adam. But, I mean, how do the Red Sox bats not show up against this guy? Where the hell is the Milwaukee lineup? Um, you were talking before, what, what were the numbers there for Acuna and Yelich combined right now? Four for 43 to start the year. Four for 43, four for 43. And what is, uh, and what's Mike Trout right now today? He's, oh, he's 0 for three right now. And he's batting 176 since the season started. Oh, he's 0 for yeah, and, Good and for look, him. Most times we would say, oh, it's a long season. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, you know, it's not a long season this year. It's, it's a third and... over already. Well, <laughs> the problem is with those guys, there's nothing you're going to do. You're going to, to me, and I have Yelich in like three leagues. I have Trout in two. I think I have Acuna in one draft champions league. What are you going to do? You're either, they're going to either turn it around and lift you to victory, or you're just going to sink with them. Like, you can't cut them. You can't bench them. You want to make a trade? Fine. But you know what's going to happen. As soon as you trade them, they're going to heat up. But you're just going to have to live with it. Uh, it's the middle to late rounds where you have to have less patience. It's maybe you had your – you said, oh, this guy's going to break out this year. I really like him. And you took him in the 18th round. And then he slumps for a week or two. That's a guy you're going to have to move on from. Uh, but the guys that you take early – I think, and maybe you disagree, you're just going to have to roll with them. And if they just suck all year, all right, well, fine. They they brought me down. But I just don't see how you cut them. I mean, I don't even want to say that, but there probably are some people that are going to think if this goes on another week or a week and a half, someone's going to go like, oh, I can't stand Yelich right now. I'm going to cut him, you know? But I just don't think you can do that. I think you just have to roll with those guys and 
and see what happens. And you hope that they turn it around because we know how good they are. I mean, Yelich is one for 22, man. One for 22. Yeah. I mean, listen, that, that whole that whole Milwaukee lineup is looking ridiculously putrid as is. It's but... not good. I think I mentioned it on uh, – I thought I did on either yesterday or the day before. I'm like, this Milwaukee lineup is not what it has been in recent years. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So that's disappointing, and the Red Sox were disappointing tonight. Red Sox, they are – their pitching oh, their is pitching so sucks, bad. dude. But it, I, it, I was I was looking for their bats. I was I didn't give a crap about the pitcher today. Who Max well, Hall or whatever that dude's used. name was? Who did you want to use, Jay? I'm just, see the problem with the, here's the problem with the Red Sox. Their lineup's top heavy. Yeah. It's really it's really Martinez, Devers, and Bogarts, and that's really it. I mean, I like Peraza. I took him in draft champions leagues, like in the twenty plus round, with the hopes that he would get some playing time, and he's been solid so far. But he's not a power guy. They've moved them all up and down the lineup. I was not on Ben Benintendi this year. I think he's overrated. I, you know, the last year the ball was juiced. The guy can't hit for power, and now they're hitting him ninth against an, a rookie left-hander. I mean, come on. So that's the problem. Is this lineup is uh, they basically have four guys. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't fishing too deep. I, I did too many stacks. I used Jose Peraza st- uh, paired up with uh, with JD Martinez. And Peraza had two hits on the night, and J.D. Martinez sucked and went 0 for 4 with two Ks. But then in another one, I was like, all right, let me go Bogarts and Pilar, right? Pilar, yeah, 3 Pilar for 4. Yeah, Pilar had a good game. Yeah, 3 for 4 with a run scored and an RBI. I was psyched, but, you know, you you match that up with Bogarts at 0 for 4, and you're like, well, I'm, I'm screwed there. Now, you know, and then Pete Alonso on the other side of that game, dude, he sucked. Um, 0 for 4 with the run scored, but if it wasn't for like McNeil and, and JD Davis, who I had in that in a in a little three person stack, uh, they were fine. But I mean, oh, it's like the all, every everybody you paid up for tonight sucked. Yeah, and those nights are gonna happen. And yeah. what you need to do, and the best thing about DFS is tomorrow's a new day. You just move on, you forget about it, and you go on to the next day. And you gotta understand there are gonna be nights like that where just things don't go your way. But uh, the Red Sox, though, my goodness, man, um, they, they might be as bad as the Orioles with their pitching. Yeah, they're really bad, dude. They're it's, really it's, bad. Yeah, it's only Eovaldi. And he, even, you know, he's not great. He's going to go. No, he's going to go. It would have only been Erod. Erod was the only guy that was, like, worth his salt, and then he got the COVID. Eovaldi's not bad. I mean, he just health has obviously been the big factor for him, but he's the one guy that I would use in a season long league for the Red Sox. After that, no one else. And uh, they're just a mess, man. I mean, this is a, a bet, one of the worst pitching staffs that I've seen in quite a bit. So they're a team that you're going to want to pick on in DFS quite often. And uh, a lot of people will. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I know the rationale and I know the whole the ups and downs of it and stuff. But, you know, I, and I but see, I knew it, though. I knew it because I put in my lineups at the end and I was like, these these lineups are way too chalky to to deliver. And, you know, listen, sometimes chalk plays. You can't right. you can't deny that. But I just I knew it. I was like looking at these lineups and I was like, you know. Like everybody's got Mets and Red Sox, I'm sure. Everybody's looking at the A's. Everybody's looking at the Royals still. I was like, these lineups are just too chalky to to really, you know, deal with. Which is why I tried to like, you know, mix and match around in like different areas and figure, okay, uh, you know, it was the the mini stacks. I focused too much on the Boston Met game is really what it came down to. I focused too much of my attention on that and on the wrong side. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, uh, the theory was right because there was 11 runs total in that game, which is one of the higher scoring games of the night. Um, But there really wasn't that like great stack that just kind of stood out. I mean, as you mentioned, J.D. Davis and McNeil. But outside of that, I mean, no one really had a huge game on the Mets. No, I mean, Rosario had two RBIs and a hit. That's nothing big. Cano had two hits and a ribby. So there's no one else. It was kind of they had 10 hits spread it across. Um, so there really wasn't an ideal stack uh, for them to, tonight. No, and I mean, listen, you got to sit there and you you go to you know you you look at like the stats page over at Fantasy Alarm, uh, and so you can see who did what during the day. And I mean, you know, if you're looking towards like the the night slate, the main slate, 
Because, I mean, you know, obviously you're going to see some good stuff there. Javi Baez had a good game. Uh, but then you'll look at, like, Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu. Yeah, because you guys, like, you know, saw a ton of at-bats. You look at the nighttime. Oh, yeah, I mean, they had a doubleheader. So Anderson homered yeah. in game one. But, you know, you look at the uh, the nighttime trying to figure out where, you know, where where it all went and who was uh, who was doing what and who was producing. And, ugh, 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 ugh. Uh, you know, whatever. Again, yes, live and learn, and and these things happen. And you know, and again, if 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 you knew it, and I didn't play heavy, that was the that was the thing. Like when I realized how the the way I was putting my lineups together, I was like, I'm, I can't play heavy on this. This is too chalky for me to play heavy, and and I don't wanna, I don't wanna do it. It was fine for you know cash games for double ups, you know, do a couple of ten dollar double ups and and good there. But for GPP, I was just like, ah, I'm done. I'm not gonna, you know. Well, it's an important point that you make, and people need to understand that. There are going to be nights if you really aren't feeling it, dial back how much you play. You don't have to play the exact same amount every night. You could get a feeling on a slate and go, you know what? I'm just not feeling it tonight, and then back off and just play a little bit. Yeah, which is what I did. And, you know, with the cash games that I played, I'll, I'll, you know, at least turn up profit. But, I mean, this was just, you know, my my GPP lineups, uh, you know. That's what I'll just say. Um, all right. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm tapped. I'm tapped. I'm going to say. Tapping out? I'm tapping out, man. <laughs> I'm tapping out. This was, a, this was a nice little therapy session. I got to vent a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm tapped. I mean, I could sit here and talk about everybody opting out for the NFL, but I'm just sitting here and I'm saying this. this is, you know, with, with, the, with regard to COVID – this is why we have 60-man rosters for MLB. This is why they've got 80-man rosters for NFL. The, yes, the, the Marlins got, got pushed off, and, and there, there are teams that aren't going to play a full 60 games. The playoffs are going to be de- determined based on winning percentage now, not, not number of games played. So kind of pay attention to that aspect there. Um, we expected all of this, you know, this kind of nonsense to happen. We really did. It's, it's, it's what they played, you know, they, they planned for. So, you know, I'm not going to be all like, mm, 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 the, the, you know, sports is done and, and, and they're not going to play anymore. Uh, I'm just going to take it every day that I can that, uh, that I'm going to enjoy what they give me and, uh, and I'll, I'll try and stay positive there. But man, football making me nervous. It's making me nervous, Adam. Yeah, we just got to hope for the best. Hopefully they come up with the correct protocols. But that's the bottom line. I'm just happy baseball is back. I pretty much have baseball on my TV all day long since the first day. Um, you know, was watching the uh, Indians White Sox earlier today while doing work and um, going to be watching uh, baseball to the end of the night. So I'm very thankful that it's back. Uh, it is going to be frustrating for season long. But hey, at least we have live sports on our tv i haven't touched netflix and since baseball started i might cancel it wow look at that that's that's adam glasses why do i have it why do i have it for i don't know dude i don't know i'll tell you what you know what show you want to be watching you want to be watching yellowstone yellowstone is that on netflix um no it's on the paramount channel on the Paramount Channel. Okay, I don't even know what yeah. channel that is, but okay. Go, go, go! Find it. It's one of those. It's probably stuck somewhere in your basic cable somewhere. Uh, Costner. Well, yeah, I did. I had to find the the channel that the show um, Shit's Creek was on when you recommended that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's on some weird channel, right? What was it? Pop. Pop TV. Pop? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, well, where the hell is that? So I had to find that. Uh, after binge watching it and then the new season came out so uh, i'll have to discover paramount look for paramount uh, yellowstone if you like westerns you like the uh you know modern west I, I think it's it's definitely worth it have you seen sons of anarchy um i've seen episodes of it i haven't seen i didn't watch it all in its like entire oh, that's a great show man that's yeah. one of my favorite shows yeah, the beauty of you being single is that you get to pick whatever you watch. I, I got to Well, that is true. It. I mean, I did watch Sons of Anarchy with an ex. I've watched shows with exes before. Um, but yeah, but now uh, I get to watch what I want when I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to hear, save that show for me when we were together. Oh, God, I, that's the worst. It's like, I want to watch something. Let me just watch it. <laughs> I do not have that luxury. <laughs> 
I do not have that luxury. Sounds like fun. I can't wait to get married. We're, I'm telling. I'll tell you flat out not to get married, dude. Just you know, listen. Shack up with your best friend. All right. If you can, if you, if if sex can happen, then then that's awesome. That's great. But you got to find somebody who you can. You're just you can tolerate them. That like if if you're in co if you're in a COVID situation and you're in lockdown with that person, whether you're having sex or not. If you if you don't get along with that person, then that should that's not a relationship you need to be in. I need space though. Like there are times when I just need to be alone. I hear you. I hear you. That's why that's why my wife and I we we've never any time that we've lived together, even before we got married, uh, we always mandated uh, that we have a, a separate bed, like a two bedroom place, because we just you know there, there has to be a room that you can go to to get away from somebody. There has to be that room. Yeah, I mean, everyone <laughs> needs it, right? 100%, man, 100%. Well, there you go. Look at that. A little sports talk, a little life lessons, a little, little therapy for Howard on the couch here. Uh, we're doing it all here on the Andy Up podcast. Uh, thanks so much for everybody for tuning Oh, If anyone we... sees Taylor Rogers, let me know on Twitter, at Adam Ronis. Thank you. Yes, and before, before we get out, out of here, because I, I hate to – not thank our sponsors. Let me just take a quick moment here to uh, say thank you to the uh, the my my friends over at Monkey Knife Fight, uh, and uh, and here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> so a big shout out there to our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. Thanks for helping make this podcast happen. Uh, Adam, any, uh, any last words you want to say to me in case uh, I do finally just take that long expected dirt nap and you don't get to talk to me tomorrow? It was great working with you. It was a fantastic time, right? <laughs> I mean, we finally got our podcast, and now you're going to just leave like this? Great, man. Well, I'm not saying that. It was that. great while it lasted. It was great while it lasted. Dude, according to you, there are people who want to kill me. So I'm pretty I'm much just, taking my I life in my own that. hands. I said there could be someone out there, and if you have an enemy, you gave them an out. All they have to do is say, well, I was listening to his podcast, and he said he might take his life one day. So maybe he did. I'm not giving them an alibi or anything like that. You're not, not an alibi, but you're giving them an out, though. Officer, officer, check me for prints. Foul play. Foul play. <laughs> there's, there's foul play now. Adam Ronis is planning to kill me somehow. He's gonna, I am not. I've he's, never he's said sending, any of that. He's going to send over Rocco and Tony from New Jersey now to come visit me. I never said any of that at all, so don't question me. I have no motive at all. I love Howard Ben. <laughs> oh, that's the audio that we're putting in the open now, right there. You heard it, folks. You heard that's a mic drop moment right there. So big thanks to Adam Rodas as always. Uh, big thanks to everybody out there for listening. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up here on the Fantasy Alarm, sponsored by Fantasy Alarm, or no, sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight and powered by Fantasy Alarm. Either way, we're out of here. We'll catch you next time.